The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers. You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or you can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. You can also stream the show live on the web at radiolex.us. Amber Turner and I are both broadcasting from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Legs on North Limestone. It is January the 5th, 2023, the first show of the new year, the first show of 2023. Amber, it is episode 447, 447, <laughs> and I, I feel like that because of it being such a landmark show, yeah. this is your special episode, uh-huh. 447, uh-huh. Ambu 447, Ambu 447. Uh-huh. here we are. <laughs> After all these episode numbers, we finally made it here to episode 447. Look, everybody has to have like a sequence of numbers that they use, and mine just happened to be 447. Why? What was your telephone number growing up? 447. Exactly. It's it's interesting. Back where we are from, the number that you had to dial before you called anybody in the area of Beaver was 447. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, I still remember people's prefixes from when I was just a kid. There was 447, there was 785, Mm -hmm. I think was Hyman. Uh, Whitesburg was 633. 633. Wayland was 358. 358. Is there any more? Oh, gosh. 886 is Prestonsburg. <laughs> uh, 439 is Hazard. Yeah. Back when <laughs> back when people used to remember phone numbers. Uh-huh. The good old days. But, Amber, it is 2023. This is the month where we are going to have constant mistakes of marking out 2022 mm-hmm. to put the three. Have you made that mistake yet? I haven't, but I literally just wrote the date, like, physically for the first time, like, Right before we came in. Was it weird? Uh, I mean, every date that I've written since 2020 has been weird. Yeah. So It uh, is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're slap dab in the middle of the of the 2020s. Yeah. This is the 20s decade. We have a lot to look forward to in this year of 2023. Here are some things that you, Amber, and the audience has to look forward to just in this year alone. This year in 2023, the Walt Disney Company will celebrate 100 years. Hey. Yes, February 2023 is when it will be celebrated. Uh, they started their company 100 years ago. That's a long time ago. That is 1923, for those of you who were trying to do the math. And there will be a huge... A huge celebration at Walt Disney World in February for that. You guys might be thinking, well, didn't Walt Disney just celebrate an anniversary? No, they celebrated the Walt 
Disney World yeah. celebration. This is for the Walt Disney Company. Okay, so like the location they celebrated, this is for well, the, theme park. the whole big Yeah, the, the organization, okay, the Walt okay. Disney Company. A hundred years. A woo. hundred years. That's a long time. Also, uh, speaking of Disney, Disney's live-action adaption of The Little Mermaid is set to hit theaters in 2023. I'm so excited. That you just can't hide it? I... Not going to either. Is that your favorite Disney movie? No, Aladdin's my favorite. So why are you so excited for The Little Mermaid? Because I love Disney movies, and I'm excited that uh, the children today are going to get to see maybe some good adaptations. It it will be cool simply for the fact that it is live action. Exactly. Yes. Warner Brothers, WB, Uh will also be celebrating 100 years this year. They They plan on having their anniversary celebration in April of 2023. They had a big campaign called the Celebrating Every Story campaign, and they're going to be doing it all year long, starting in January. And it's going to be where they have special series and programs covering history about the company. And that will be on HBO Max. They're going to come out with a three-part documentary. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be insanity. Yes. Think about what all Warner Brothers has done. For the entertainment industry and just personally in our lives. Exactly. The movies, the TV shows. Oh my gosh. The Batman. The first Batman. That's all I can remember is the opening. It's the Warner Brothers and they're promoting the catalog. The FIFA Women's World Cup in New Zealand and Australia will be this year. We also had the Men's World Cup. Well, that means that the Female World's Cup will be this year in 2023. The event will be held from July 20th to August 20th. It features 32 teams from around the world. The host countries are New Zealand and Australia, but they will be joined by teams from Asia, Africa, North and South America, and Europe. Team USA, Amber, is the defending champions. Okay. You remember that. Uh Uh-huh. That big hoopla over that athlete four years ago. I can't remember her name. She had short blonde hair. Mm -hmm. But they are the defending champions, and they will be defending it this year. So very highly anticipated. Also very highly anticipated is the movies Mm -hmm. coming out in 2023. You have John Wick Chapter 4 coming out, Dune Part 2 coming out, Barbie which is a comedy based on the iconic doll, the Barbie doll. I'm so excited. Coming out. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which is set to be the last Harrison Ford Indiana Jones that he is doing. Oh, that's sad. Very sad. Don't you think they need to end the franchise if he's not going to be in it? If he ain't in it, let's just end it. There are some major concert tours happening in 2023. Taylor Swift will be happening. Is she coming to Lexington? I have no clue. I didn't have enough money to even look. Yeah, the ticket that cost $10,000. Bruce Springsteen and Janet Jackson will be launching tours in 2023 for the first time in years. What? Yes. Oh, are we going? To which one? Both. (laughs) Either both. (laughs) And while there, it says here that there's no dates or announcements been made yet, but Beyonce confirmed back in October that she will be going on tour this summer. 
Also in 2023, there are some Social Security changes. There will be a Social Security increase. Millions of Social Security recipients will get an 8.7% boost in their benefits in 2023. That is called the cost of living adjustment. Okay. It's the largest in more than 40 years. It means that the average recipient will receive more than $140 extra a month beginning in January, according to the Social Security Administration. Isn't it funny that my whole life... I've heard Social Security, they're going to take it away. It ain't going to be here when you get 65. That couldn't be further from the truth. That is a lie that people have been saying for the last 200 years. Myth. Yes. We're going to debunk that myth. Yeah. We're, we're going to. They're going to take your Social Security away. That's nonsense. They're not. I mean, think about what if they did? What would happen? Um, what would happen? Are we just going to become a third world country and just let our old people starve? I mean, uh, so it's not going to happen. No. There are some Major League Baseball changes happening this year in 2023. You notice that baseball doesn't have a clock, right? It's the only sport Mm. Mm. that doesn't really have a clock that I can think of. Well, that will change in 2023. They will be adopting a pitch clock and limiting defensive shifts after concluding modern analytics created a slower, less entertaining sport. MLB hopes the pitch clock can help reduce the average time of a nine-inning game. Okay. There will be a seller's eclipse that will be visible from the western U.S. on October the 14th, 2023. Uh You will be able to see that. There are some TV shows that are going to be rebooted in the year of 2023. The beloved sitcom That 70s Show is making a comeback because they are creating their own spinoff for Netflix called That 90s Show. It looks good so far. We're already at that point to where we get to have shows like That 90s Show, and it's very retro. Very. I remember... Back when that 70s show debuted, I used to think that was forever ago. Uh And the fact that that 90s show is the equivalent to how far back (laughs) the 70s were when that show started, that blows my mind. Uh, Just just wait. All the children are going to start saying, that's so old. Well, I also heard somebody say, a student of mine said that anybody born 19-whatever is mm-hmm. old. Oh. I said, I'm born in 1980-something. <laughs> Not even 90. Uh-uh. 1980. Mm. So when you hear the word A coming mm-hmm. out, that's mm. old. That's Ooh. ancient. The 25th anniversary of Titanic oh, is this year. It will be re-released on theaters in February of 2023. It has remained one of the most popular and enduring films of all time. Can we please go watch it? Did you go watch it I on did theaters? in Prestonsburg. Did you cry? Absolutely. You've known me for how many years now? My dad said that he went and watched that movie when it first debuted on theaters, and they were handing Kleenexes. To you as you yeah. walked in the door. Well, I was going to say, did he cry? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> the broad, the Broadway in New York there City is saying goodbye to one of their most famous Broadway shows mm. of all time. The Phantom of the Opera will be going away in 2023. It is set to have its final performance on April the 16th. When it closes, it will have played 13,981 performances. That's a record. The grand opening of Super Nintendo World 
is happening in Hollywood, and it will happen this summer, 2023. It's scheduled to open at Universal Studios, Studios Hollywood, oh. and it's a theme park that is Super Nintendo themed. It mm. will. It says it will transcend realms as guests pass through the iconic green pipe to get to the Mushroom Kingdom. Okay. So if you were ever a Mario fan or a Nintendo fan, this is the theme park for you to go to. I wonder if it makes sound effects when you walk through it. The, the, <laughs> the new iPhone 15 and Samsung Galaxy will be released this year. And finally, India is set to surpass China as the most popular populous country. Mm -hmm. Wow. It says India is expected to pass China as the most populous country in the world, and that is according to a United Nations report. Wow. So a big year, a lot of things happening just in this year alone, but it can't be no bigger than what's happening right now, and that's Off the Cuff's first show of 2023, and that's happening as we speak. So ladies and gentlemen, stick with us. We still have lots more Off the Cuff with Adam Banks coming at you live after these words. everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Last week on the show, we did a memoriam where we talked about all of the stars and notable people that passed away in the year of 2022. Well, before we rang in the new year, we lost another iconic legend in the entertainment industry, Barbara Walters the pioneering TV journalist whose interviewing skills made her one of the most prominent figures in broadcasting, died. That is according to her spokesperson. She was 93 years old. She passed away on December the 30th, just two days prior to this year. But since it was in the transition of shows from... 2022 to 2023, we got to talk about it today, Amber. Barbara Walters, in general, when I started thinking about how am I going to pay tribute to this woman, because a lot of people have been doing tributes to Barbara Walters, I've seen, and I started thinking, how is Off the Cuff with Adam Banks going to pay tribute to such a pioneer, to such a trailblazer? to quite possibly the GOAT in broadcasting as far as interviewing goes. I go back and forth with who's the GOAT. Larry King, Barbara Walters. To do what she did, there was nobody better at it. Yeah, there's better broadcasters when it comes to maybe television and radio and maybe even better news anchors. But as far as Doing interviews, nobody could quite do it like Barbara Walters. The GOAT, as a lot of people like to say about figures, I think that Barbara Walters is absolutely the GOAT of interviewing. What's the biggest misconception about you? Are you comfortable with yourself? What keeps you up at night? Do you ever second guess? Did you ever order anyone killed? How could you stay in this marriage? Why did you kill John Lennon? Do you believe there is a place called hell? Are you girl crazy? Will you tell me all about your first sexual experience? Who handles men the best? What do you think it means to be 
sexy. Are you bisexual? Can we talk a little bit about women? Do you have a boyfriend? Are you a diva? Do you think about marriage? Do you know much about foreign policy? Are you crazy in love? How do you know you won't marry again? Do you like being a father? What will you tell your children? Do you like being famous? Do you have a philosophy? Barbara Walters is... She began her national broadcast career in 1961 as a reporter, writer, and panel member for NBC's Today Show before being promoted to co-host in 1974. In 1976, Barbara Walters joined ABC News as the first female anchor on an evening news program. That's huge. You talk about a trailblazer for women. Barbara Walters was that the very first female co-anchor for the evening news. That was Barbara Walters. Now, Barbara Walters has always been a staple for the ABC network. She created many specials for that network. The Barbara Walters Specials is what it was called. That's where she, in addition to hosting the 2020 show that she hosted on ABC, she had the Barbara Walters Specials, which would air every now and then, and it would feature a big-time celebrity, or it would feature a big-time get when I say get, it, the person she's interviewing might not be a celebrity, but it was a huge get. It's who everybody is trying to get an interview with. I think back at the Monica Lewinsky interview. Oh. We've played on the show before. Everybody was wanting to interview Monica Lewinsky, and everybody was vying to go after her. Larry King, Diane Sawyer. Barbara Walters is the one that got it. Mm-hmm. And she was notorious for getting those big interviews. She made people open up. She was notorious for making people cry. <laughs> Not because she was trying to make you cry. It was just kind of how, how she handled her questions. She would provoke so much thought in people when she's asking them questions. It would bring them to tears. She also created The View which debuted in 1997, and that paved the way for a ton of American talk shows that exist today. The Chew, uh, Loose Women, uh, Studio 5, The Talk, several talk shows just like The View was trailblazed because of Barbara Walters. And that was an interesting show she was on, too, because it was a show where you got to see more of Barbara's personality. Mm-hmm. Usually, when she was being herself on ABC, she was in a different environment. She was newswoman. She was very credible, very serious. Stern. Stern. But on The View, she was not like that at all. She wore wigs. She talked about <laughs> sex. She talked about things that normally you wouldn't hear Barbara Walters talk about, but she did. She earned her college degree from Sarah Lawrence College in 1953. That just goes to show you that it doesn't matter where you go to college. The goat of interviewing went to Sarah Lawrence College. Before I read that just now, I had no idea that that college even existed. Uh, really? No. Ten things I hate about you. You never watched that? No. Sarah Lawrence? That's why. That's where she wanted to go to school in that movie. Well, there you go. There you go. (laughs) But it just goes to show you that it doesn't matter the university you go to, the college you go to, because you've got the greatest to ever do it, go to a school like that. Amber, I have some clips of some of my favorite Barbara Walter Interviews, And we'll start with this one. This one is when Barbara Walters sat down with Robert Kardashian, who is the father of the Kardashian girls. But back in the 90s, he was also one of the lawyers for O.J. Simpson. And in this particular interview, she's interviewing Robert Kardashian, and she asks him, 
if she if he himself doubts OJ's innocence Ooh. and he avoids the question uh-huh. like most lawyers l- lawyers <laughs> will do and Barbara Walters being Barbara Walters wasn't going to take no for an answer take a listen Orenthal James Simpson not guilty of a crime of murder in violation of penal code section 187A Mr. Kardashian do you now doubt OJ Simpson's innocence Barbara, if I were on the jury today on this civil trial, because of the reasonable doubt, I would vote not guilty. That is not what I asked you. I asked you if you yourself doubt O.J. Simpson's innocence. I have doubts. Why? The blood evidence is the biggest thorn in my side. That causes me the greatest problems. Uh, so I, I struggle with the blood evidence. So she got it out of him. I love that she asks simple questions to get responses out of you. She says simply, why? That's what she says. Why? Why? Why do you doubt it? It wasn't no um, well thought out question that she wanted to ask. It no. was just why. Why? It wasn't a question he could give a yes or no to. Here's where she talks to Elton John. Did you get married to prove that you were not gay? No, I got married because uh, I didn't confront them. The real problem in my life is that I was a drug addict. Did you know that Elton John was a drug addict? Yeah, I did. I didn't. Yeah. Interesting. I bet you didn't know that before this interview came out. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> there are those who would say that you add to the attention. She's talking to Michael Jackson here. Oh. No, I don't. Well, the masks, the the mysterious behavior. There's no, there's no mysterious behavior. Here she's talking to Mark David Chapman, the guy who Ooh. killed John Lennon. Why did you kill John Lennon? I thought by killing him, I would acquire his fame. So she's asking questions that people want answered. Mm-hmm. Questions that nobody wants to ask. I guess those are, what, $100 questions? That's what my papa would call them, the big-hitting ones. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But she will. Barbara will ask. And when you take a woman like Barbara Walters in her field, she is always the one doing the interviewing. Mm -hmm. She's hardly ever the one getting interviewed. So to close out this tribute to Barbara Walters, here are just a few words spoken by Barbara herself when she was asked a couple of questions. What will you miss the most? I will miss the friendships, the people I work with. I will miss being on top of the news. I will miss having a structure in my life. But I do know that it's time. To all intents and purposes, my career in television of 50 years is almost over. I have to learn to live with that, don't I? Finish this sentence for me. Barbara Walters is... Soon to leave television 
And if she is truthful, she will miss it. Godspeed to Barbara Walters, ladies and gentlemen. Stick with us. We still have lots more off the cuff coming at you live after these words. everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. It is the month of January. Some might think that this is my favorite month of the year because this is my birthday month, but that is not true. I actually dislike January a lot. The weather is bad. (laughs) I, I feel like too that my birthday brings a lot of pressure. Uh-huh. So it, it's kind of a month filled with anxiety for me. Exactly. School starts back in January. Yep. So January's not the best. No. But here on Off the Cuff, we have been giving facts about each month when we get in it. And we started doing this back in June. And I plan on doing this all the way up till May of this year. But we are now in January. Amber, are you down for some January facts? You already know I am. So, January was named for the Roman god Janus, known as the proctor of gates and doorways, who symbolize beginnings and endings. Okay. The history of January. Listen here at this. The months of January and also February were not originally in the ancient Roman calendar as the winter months were considered dormant. Oh. So it started with a 10-month calendar, March being the first month. Okay. Looking at the January calendar, here are some important days just in this year. January the 1st, we had New Year's Day. January the 16th is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, Well, that's the day it's observed Mm -hmm. this year. It's observed every year differently. January the 17th is Benjamin Franklin's birthday. No, Benjamin Franklin was not the president. He was <laughs> a world-renowned statesman, inventor, and scientist, but he was also a fascinated agriculturer. And not the president. No. No, he he was not the president. As many people think he is that. What do you call that? We had a whole segment over it where that spiral of... Mandela. The Mandela, yes. He was not the president. Here are some just for fun days in January. January 1st, which already has passed, is Z-Day. And on this day, it's those whose last name begins with Z gets to go first instead of last. Okay, so reverse day. Yeah, my sister, it was funny. Her whole life, she was in the front of the line with Banks. And then she got (laughs) married with a Z last name. So now she's last at everything. I was over here thinking, I don't know anyone with a Z last name. And then boom. My sister. Yep. January the 3rd is National Chocolate Covered Cherry Day. January 6th, which is tomorrow, is National Bean Day. January 8th is Elvis Presley's birthday. January 10th is National Houseplant Appreciation Day. Okay. Do you have any houseplants? Well, I got one alive and one dead, so... January 14th is National Dress Up Your Pet Day. I'll do that. January the 20th is not only Adam Banks' birthday, <laughs> but it is also National Penguin Day. Okay. National 22nd... Or January the 22nd is National Answer Your Cat's Questions Day. Uh. Uh, January the 29th is National Puzzle Day. Hey, I like a good puzzle. When's the last time you put together a puzzle? Uh, now, you know, I've been working on the same puzzle for like half a year. So, <laughs> <laughs> no end inside. 
Uh, let's look at the January weather. We know that January is the coldest month of the year in most regions. But it says here that according to folklore, the weather of the first 12 days of the year is said to be indicative of the following 12 months. Well, it ain't been that bad well, the last couple of days. a couple of things here. I like the word indicative. Yeah. And the second thing is the weather for the first 12 days. Why the first 12? I don't know. Why not the first two weeks? Why 12? Because somebody said the first 12. January astronomy. It says here that on January the 4th, which was yesterday, the sun is the closest to the earth on this day. So if you noticed that the sun was very bright yesterday, Mm -hmm. it's because it was the closest that the sun will get to the earth this year. Hey. And the full moon reaches peak illumination on Friday, January the 6th, which is tomorrow at 6.09 p.m. It can be seen rising from the horizon around sunset that evening. Gardening. It's time to start gardening in January. So get out your vegetables and your seeds to get ready for gardening. Mm -hmm. Start planning out and plotting Mm -hmm. where you want to put your seeds. January birthstone. The January birthstone, the garnet. Is thought to keep the we- the weather safe during travel. Hey. The January birth flower is the carnation and snowdrop. Hey, yeah, I like a carnation. The January zodiac signs are Capricorn, which is from December the 22nd, January 19th, to Aquarius. And that is January 20th, which is my birthday, all the way to February the 18th. That's weird that I start with Aquarius. You're such an Aquarius. Am I? Yes. How? Well, um, Aquarius is associated with swords. You're an air sign. Swift, stern, talking. Okay. Yeah. I'll take that one. Exactly. Swift, turn, and... Stern. And talkative. And talking. Some folklore in January. Fog in January brings a wet spring. Mm. A favorable January brings us a good year. And if grass grows in January, it will grow badly the rest of the year. Well, thank goodness all my grass is dead in my yard. That means you'll have a nice plush, plush green grass, grass. <laughs> this summer. Yes. I don't see it right now. But ladies and gentlemen, it is a nice day outside. What would you say the weather is? Would you say 60s, 50s? Uh, I don't know. Anything I'd say be a lie, I think. I think it's nice enough, though, for people to go outside and enjoy the weather while you listen to Off the Cuff's Song of the Week. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're driving down the road, roll down them windows. If you're at home, go out on the porch and relax outside as you listen to the Song of the Week, which is not Why Don't You Do It by Bernie. It is Rima featuring Selena Gomez. Oh, I'm sorry, this song is called Calm Down, featuring Selena Gomez by Rima. We'll be back after the song. I was watching the Cincinnati Bengals and Buffalo Bills game last Monday, which was supposed to be a huge game for the Bengals. Monday Night Football, the Bengals are playing some of the best football that they've ever played. And it, they were facing the bull, the the Bills to see where exactly they might land in the playoffs as far as their seeding goes. So it was a big game. The season's not over. But the game was quickly ended, suspended, rather, 
after Damar Hamlin, who is only 24 years old, collapsed on the field moments after he tackled Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins. It says here that Damar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest and said his heartbeat was restored on the field before he was taken to a Cincinnati hospital. Now, did you get a chance to see it? I did. What happened was he was when he tackled or a player tackled him, it looked like that he was hit so hard it literally just knocked his heart from his chest. Out of rhythm. Yes. Just knocked his heart from his chest. Mm -hmm. And it pretty much knocked it out of rhythm. It says here that a blow to the chest of Buffalo Bill safety DeMar Hamlin may have caused a chaotic heart rhythm that led to him collapsing during a game Monday night, Houston cardiologist says. Uh, It says that the blow to Hamlin's chest and the precise timing of that hit may have caused ventricular fibrillation, a chaotic heart rhythm that disrupts blood flow to the brain and other vital organs, Mm -hmm. said Dr. William Zagabagi, chair of the Department of the Cardiology of Houston Methodist DeBakey Heart and Vascular Center. Wow. Other experts across the U.S. have offered up the same opinion. Everybody's looking at the opinion of the professionals. What was that? What caused that to happen? Because... He was only 24 years old. Mm-hmm. 24-year-olds don't have heart attacks. Oh, and in the best shape of his life. You're in the best shape of your life, and that don't even enter your mind. When you start reaching 47, 48, that starts creeping in the back of your mind. Yeah. Hey, I one day could have a heart attack. I'm at that age to where it could happen. But at 24, there is nothing further from your mind than that. Exactly. And the fact that he went down due to cardiac failure. Mm-hmm is very, very scary, and sudden cardiac arrest is life-threatening. Very. But the fact that he had medical personnel immediately performed on him, Yes. I think that's what saved his life. 100%. If he would have been anywhere else in the country, anywhere else in the world, and didn't have access to immediate medical attention, Mm -hmm. he wouldn't be alive. Oh, man. Now, the last thing that I've heard on him is that he is awake. He is riding. He was able to ride. Is he talking? Um, I've not seen anything else come up. Hopefully, it's it's not going to be... I I mean, I don't expect him to wake up and be 100% back to where he was. Well, you heard what he asked, what he wrote down. He wanted to know if they won. (laughs) That was his first question. And that's a good sign. Exactly. He still have his, his competitive... Spirit, he no. The game was postponed, suspended, canceled, canceled. Actually, so and the only thing that everybody is worried about, Demar, is you, is you getting better? Absolutely, because that was so scary. I also want to take a moment to mention T. Higgins. He was the Bengals player who uh, was involved in that collision mm-hmm. with DeMar Hamlin. He's taking it pretty hard as well. Oh, I, absolutely. Blaming himself. And they have said that he's not left, uh, the hospital since yeah. it's happened. And I just think that he is also someone that needs to be included in your prayers. If you are someone who prays, but our hearts and our prayers do go out to DeMar Hamlin and his family during Uh, this horrible time for him. But ladies and gentlemen, we still have one more segment to go. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Last segment of the hour. It's been busy here on Off the Cuff, and we haven't had time to talk about Kentucky, Kentucky athletics. We'll start with the football team. Kentucky football was back on the field as they faced Iowa in their bowl game, the Music City Bowl. They lost that game 21-0. I can see a loss during a bowl, but getting shut out, uncalled for. Imagine only having to win seven games a year for a lifetime contract and $8 billion a year. That's all you got to do is win seven games a year and you got that payday. You got that contract. Kentucky football ends the season 7-5. and five. And we don't have to worry about that until the following year. High hopes, though, for the program. They got Liam Cohen returning as the offensive coordinator. New quarterback coming to Kentucky, who some say is the best in the country. So high hopes for the program. And I am excited to see what they do next year. I sent out a tweet right after the bowl game that the Stoops era needed to end because he's not done anything worthwhile in 10 years. And I'll stand behind that tweet. But there's no point in beating a dead horse. A a lifetime contract is a lifetime contract. He's not going anywhere. He'll be here. Is seven games our ceiling? Probably. Even if we win 10 games next year, All I'm going to say to that is it's about time. He's been there 11 seasons after next, and that will put him, what, with three seasons with 10 wins if he gets it? To me, that is called earning your paycheck, something you need to be doing. Now let's get to Kentucky basketball, who is currently 11-4. The Cats have a lot to improve upon with their program. Now, if you listen to another radio program, Kentucky Sports Radio, you would think that the Cats are not going to ever be good again. It amazes me how negative that program can or that radio show can be with Kentucky basketball sometimes. And I think it stems with a little personal issue between John Calipari and Matt Jones. I don't think that John Calipari likes Matt Jones very much. I know that he refuses to go on his show. And because of that, because the man won't go on his show, ever since that news has been public, Matt has been very vocal about speaking out against John Calipari in a very negative way as far as him not being able to connect with fans. And 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 you can just... Sometimes I think that passive... A passive... Uh, tone, passive remarks is worse than just being straight up front because it's it's very obvious that that's the kind of tone that he has when he talks about John Calipari. Now, KSR has a lot of followers, a lot of listeners, and it's almost like it's a cult. Now, a lot of people think cult, they think religion, that in order for something to be a cult, it's got to be a religious organization. That couldn't be further from the truth. A cult has a popular leader that everyone admires. They admire their thoughts, their opinions, even their outlooks on life. 
And that's what Matt Jones is to a lot of people. A lot of people want to follow him like a cult leader. If Matt Jones says Kentucky basketball is bad, guess what? Kentucky basketball is bad. If Matt Jones says it's time for Calipari to go, guess what? It's time for Calipari to go. If Matt Jones don't like checkerboards on jerseys, the fans don't like checkerboards on jerseys or those who listen to KSR and as part of the cult. Not all KSR listeners are in the cult. But that's what I mean by a cult. He is a part of – he is the leader of this cult organization, and because of it, people don't like to have opinions for themselves. The program, the fan base right now is so negative, it's so toxic, and I have nobody to blame for that other than Matt Jones because he gets on the radio every single day. I'm on the radio one hour a week. He's on the radio 10 hours plus a week. So he's got the ears of a lot of people who listen to his show. And just look at how toxic the fan base is on social media. Look how toxic the fan base is on message boards. And I think that a lot of it is to blame on the KSR cult. But hey, what do I know? But ladies and gentlemen, the Cats, they do play this Saturday. They play against Alabama at 1 o'clock. I think that it will be a game that can really define what kind of season Kentucky is going to have going forward. If they do not win this game on Saturday, they really could be on the bubble. And I'm talking about a team that might not even make the tournament if they lose. Yeah, they got an SEC win the last time they played against LSU. But one SEC win ain't going to get you in. You have to have multiple, as many people know. And I don't know if this team can do it. Do I think this team is good? Not particularly. I don't think this team is good. Do I think it's Coach Cal's fault? Not everything. I think a lot of the fault is on the talent. If you don't have good talent, you're not going to win ball games. I don't think this is a very talented basketball team. But only time will tell with that. I had another point that I was wanting to make when it comes to Kentucky basketball. I know what it is. I was going to say... When it comes to the nature of the beast, and that's the March Madness tournament, that's how this sport is determined by how your how your season is determined is how well you do in the March Madness tournament. If the cats somehow make it and make a run, all is forgotten. All of this negativity about Kentucky is forgotten, and all of a sudden everybody will be right back in the corner of John Calipari. So watch what you say. Watch what you say, watch what you write, because you don't want to go back and say, well, that didn't age well. Because I have a feeling that a lot of things won't age well if the Cats do well in the tournament. If the Cats go to a Final Four, all those tweets about Kentucky being done and Calipari needs to go is just going to make you look silly. Because anything can happen. in the world of 
March Madness. Wade says on the show thread, Wade, I told you you have to write on the Facebook. You can't text me, but I'm going to hit. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and, and I can't even read your text because it went away. I know he said same goes with Mark Stoops. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly what he said because he didn't make the. I feel like this is going to be a good point, so I need to look it up. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to know he was texting you. I thought he blocked me on Facebook. No, I can't see it. I think he was trying to help my point with Mark Stoops. I agree. It's amazing that Mark Stoops can get blown out 21-0 and nobody says a thing. But Cal wins a game by two and everybody's mad that he didn't win by 50. (laughs) And I know people will say, oh, you can't compare basketball and football. You can't compare basketball. Okay, uh, if that's the case, then quit comparing basketball and football. Quit comparing John Calipari and, and Mark Stoops. There's no comparison. There's no comparison. But ladies and gentlemen, if you like what you heard today, you will probably like our previous episodes. So I recommend you subscribing to us on podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can stream the show live every Thursday from 4 to 5 on the Radio Lex app or radiolex.us. You can follow the co-host on social media at Ambu447. You can follow the host, me, on social media at The Adam Banks. You can follow the show on social media at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back next Thursday from 4 to 5. That is Ember Turner. I'm Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff. We'll catch you down the road. Yeah.